Hi, Matt. Hi, Ashley. And hello, listeners. Welcome to the AF High List. Matt and I, we have been on this journey of watching the 100 greatest American films from the 1998 list (laughs) of the American Film Institute. And we get stoned and watch every single one of those buddies. And we get stoned and talk about them. Number 86 today is coming at you. Mutiny on the Bounty from 1935. 1935. (laughs) (laughs) We've been like hanging around some oldies lately, I feel like. I'm just at the point where I'm kind of just tired of old movies. (laughs) You know what I mean? You've turned on them so quickly. (laughs) Not so quickly. It's been decades since we started this list. It's it's not even <laughs> it's just like <laughs> you know <laughs> Nice, nice tired old movies. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I mean like I get it. When you're watching it in like this format, it almost becomes like homework to us. So yes. like, you know, we're not visiting it like we have to watch it and it's like oh, I just wanna do it when I wanna do it. Right. You know, now it's like homework and it is unfortunate, but like I still find movies that I really like and get to revisit movies like, you know, randomly. Mm -hmm. So like, it's still fun time, but like this week we weren't really feeling like hanging out in 1935. No, it's like Halloween season, (laughs) you know, like I want to watch a bunch of like 80s horror movies right now. 90s horror movies, 90s horror movies. I love 80s horror movies. But I watch those all the time. 90s horror movies for Halloween, baby. (laughs) I will give you that, like, I think our biggest gap in this podcast, like, when we would just, like, kind of disappear for a minute, it was usually around the end of the year. So you could say holidays, but in true fashion, it's like Matt and I just mainline horror movies Mm -hmm. for like the end till the end of the year pretty much like we it's just (laughs) a fun season it's like it's the dark season we like all the dark spooky stuff we love mainlining it yes but it's like (laughs) now we're like well we have to watch my fair lady this week and it's like no god damn it pumpkin head (laughs) or something you know what i mean (laughs) like why not visit that one again Christ, this is my Halloween season and I get to do what I want with it. Knock it off. <laughs> you know? But I'm almost just like, I want this to be over. <laughs> and I want to have, be. I want to just be like, I have watched all 100 of them. Yes. I could answer maybe one, at least one question about every single one of them. Many will fade from my memory. Right. The only known relics of my opinion of this movie will truly this. be this <laughs> i'm almost just making this like as an archive to myself did i like this one yeah what did i think about this one? because yeah honestly <laughs> in five years i'm gonna be like what did i think of mutiny on the bounty <laughs> <laughs> did we watch that one have i seen that before <laughs> there it is 86 mutiny on the bounty and i read the description and i'm like oh ashley you sassy words wordstress you know like it's so wonderful. Yeah, I love those little fucking... I get so excited when you write the copy for these. Yeah, the copy is like a way for me to kind of <laughs> take out my frustrations on something I love. You know yeah. what I mean? I kind of roast our own podcast in everything. But while telling you exactly... Exactly what you're going to get. Exactly. <laughs> 
So if you've never read some of mine, I recently scrolled all the way down to the beginning and I'm like, I don't remember what I used to write. I'm like, no, there definitely is a tone that I have that is hysterical. Yeah. And it's very fun for me. I usually am like pissed off that I have to write the copy for this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, you're always like, I just have to do the fucking copy and then I'm done with it. And then I just stare at a fucking blank page on my computer screen for like... 15 minutes and i'm like what you just you just heard it what's it about (laughs) (laughs) you watched this movie you were watching a movie every week (laughs) write it down and i'm like no i hate it (laughs) (laughs) and it's so fun for me uh yeah all the little you you nail it i cannot wait to see what the copy for this episode is it'll be meta now (laughs) whatever it is (laughs) <laughs> because you have referenced the copy and then now you have to copy do the copy about the copy that we're talking about future me i give you permission to roast us as much as you'd like because <laughs> i know you're because like, you're gonna anyway <laughs> you're like why did you do this to me <laughs> oh and why did you do this to me list this week <laughs> We are number 86, Mutiny on the Bounty. Now, don't walk away if you're like, I love Mark Gable movies. I love political swashbuckling light movies. Like, you know, (laughs) that's fine. I will talk about some details of the movie. Just know that I was born in 1991. What the fuck is going on? You know, like, it doesn't matter. I just feel like I have to say that every couple episodes because the world is just absolutely insane in the year 2021. I'd love to hear your voice. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you've been saying all the thoughts that are definitely going through my head. So it's... <laughs> I just feel like I'm having like a, a, a stony like spiral. <laughs> but yeah, but I, th- I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was great. <laughs> My psychosis is brilliant. (laughs) Fantastic. I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna give you, just tell me, have you ever seen this? (laughs) Give me, give me something to work with. You're killing me right now. Um, (laughs) I, I have never seen nor heard of this movie until... I had I hit number eighty six on this list. <laughs> Mutiny on the Bounty sounds like a fucking chapter title in like a high school textbook. <laughs> you know what I mean? That the, I the don't mutiny read. Mutiny on the Bounty. That I don't read. You know what I mean? You're skimming and you're like looking up the key phrases and shit. You're like, oh, why is this important? You're looking at the footnotes at the bottom, being like, okay, I kind of get it. I'm just gonna memorize the definitions and hopefully that gets me through the test. <laughs> definition like you just kind of like go with the context You're like got it got bold it, got words it. just memorize what those mean and then that's all that's all you i mean. mean like tests were like drills so you're like i gotta go that's <laughs> fantastic and i love that we're talking about mutiny on the bounty and we're talking about the stress of testing yeah i think you know they're connected <laughs> i think it's just testing us yes exactly because this feels like homework that's the thing it's like (laughs) Uh, like you were saying a different sensibilities but i do like 30s movies but this movie's just it's not like pirates of the caribbean which is like (laughs) you know i would have rather watched at least the fifth one of pirates over this movie when presented the option i like old movies but like 
like it's because you said it's like swashbuckler light and i'm like Mm -hmm. well either give me swashbuckler or you don't tease me with it you know like this wasn't a pirates movie i i need my pirates movies with johnny depp and (laughs) you know how like there's a lot of in Pirates of the Caribbean, the scenes where we are in an office somewhere with, like, Commodore Norrington or, like, one of those bros, that makes up more of the movie than the piratey stuff. You know what right. I mean? Right, right, right. There's not pirate stuff on here. It's just a mutiny on, to over... It's, like, overthrowing an asshole who's, like, torturing his workers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you want to watch like a guy be a dickhead for two and a half hours, there's in mutiny the year, on the bounty. In the year 1787, so it's like we're watching a 1935 movie about 1787. I feel like when these steps are taken, I am pushed farther away yes. from the film. <laughs> the only one that worked was Gold Rush. Yeah, but it's funny. Well, I don't know. We, we, we danced around with dances with wolves. We, like, you know. Yeah, but that's close. See, that's closer in steps because it was 1990 looking at that's the older true. time. It's so modern it's modern like, reflection. So it's like the two hands are closer together in that one, but the hands are far apart when it's <laughs> <laughs> again 1935 and 1787. I truly got the vibe you were putting out immediately. <laughs> like, you were just like. <laughs> here's what boatmen do i don't fucking care (laughs) like you said it so like void of any emotion it was hysterical and truly i don't fucking care like it literally the setup to this movie like within the first like 10 minutes or whatever is just talking about what these boat people do I'm fucking sorry. Like, I'm not a boat person. I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't care. I, like, don't need to hear it. I don't, I don't want to know. I'm good. I'm just, I, you know, if I was a boat person, I'd be cool. I know what all that means. I'm not, not going to be, don't care. To you, this film read, like, stereo instructions. Yes. <laughs> I think that is the best description of, like, how it felt. Yeah. Because, like, it wasn't even like it was entirely <laughs> miserable. During the watching of this movie, but it was like I was reading stereo tricks. I was like, I can read it. I can get from back to front to it, but mm-hmm. like, fuck, it's just like <laughs> you don't plug into it. the RCA cable. <laughs> and you're like, where am I? <laughs> Dude, it was also really difficult because it, right off the bat, I was like, all these dudes look exactly the same. Yes. And it's like in black and white also. So it's like there's no standout like character color schemes. You know, I feel like sometimes some people wear only like one color throughout the whole thing and they're all on a boat. So, (laughs) but it's black and white. And then you just have like at least three dudes who I was like, I cannot tell apart. Well, those blonde dudes, remember? Yes. Well, who I'm, uh, it's like, what? I'm assuming you're a blonde dude. The light color. The, the it light could be hair, like a yeah. ginger. I don't know. Um, and they all, they all, like, there's two of them that look like the same. And then there's <laughs> one that's like, could be a brother. You yes. know what I mean? But yeah. like, it's a slightly different. But like, I cannot tell them apart, though, however. <laughs> the Marx Brothers situation, it's like, there were several of them, but like, three of them looked so close Mm -hmm. together and then one of them was like yeah you're related for sure (laughs) (laughs) that is exactly what's happening here (laughs) yeah too many people that look identical in this and then clark gable and then the most sour dour looking 
Charles Lawton. I've ever seen. <laughs> he, it looks so miserable, you know? He reminds me of a Tim Burton character. Yeah, like, he looks the like a dad drawing. on, like, <laughs> what movie is it? Like, Corpse Bride? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, those those skeleton things. That's his, absolutely what he looks like. His soon-to-be wife's father, mm-hmm. who's just like the worst. Right. Yeah. No, that is exactly what this dude looks like. And I'm like, if you have your face like that permanently, of course you're miserable. You're you're made to do that face. You're consciously doing it. Yes. You know what I mean? That's a scour. You you have to put effort behind that. I'm like, well, yeah. If you're doing that all day long, yeah, of course you're fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah, like I think it is like, what does it look like when someone is like miserable every second of their like day? Like they don't they don't fucking let up. They just are relentlessly negative. That's what your face looks like, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, just like down. He was frowning the entire movie, and he killed like three guys. Immediately, immediately in this movie <laughs> by like brutally flogging them and then like dumping them in ice waters and shit and dragging them behind the boat and then pulling them up and they're like oops he died yeah. as like punishment sending the main kind of the main character he's like the new boy who's in the middle he has privilege in his position but he's a new guy and he's on this boat with a bunch of people who are considered like criminals and stuff who are just like boatmen Uh you know they're helping it out and instead of having a civil fucking path for two years on or 20 however long it was two years right i think it was two years but then it turned into more years because well, of obviously like, the mutiny <laughs> the mutiny does add quite a bit of time uh, but i yeah the initial plan was two years yeah of that it it just like i don't know where i was going with that at all just because like the <laughs> mutiny is so funny of an idea to me like yeah, and like because the title of the film implies, guess what? A mutiny's going to happen on this ship called the Bounty, and it's like so you're waiting forever for it to happen. It and goes it's forever. It feels pretty miserable because this ties back to like my argument thing that I got mad about before, like this honor thing. Mm-hmm. Like these guys won't <laughs> mutiny. Because of, like, some honor to a captain. But I'm like, this guy is truly being a dick. And killing people. Like, literally, yeah. Like, four of your possible friends and also are dead dealing from this. the crown. Yeah. He's taking cheese. He took mm-hmm. two... See, I remember all these details because I fucking... I watched this fucking movie. <laughs> I read the instructions. Honestly, <laughs> sometimes the movies you really don't like or you get fired up about are perfect because, like, you know intimately <laughs> why you don't like it. And that's kind of hilarious. But, like, <laughs> maybe that's why... A lot of these movies, they're on the list for a reason. Like, the worst offense is to be unremarkable to right, me at all right this yeah i probably will remember a lot of moments because i was pissed off the whole time <laughs> i literally was like this guy sucks like yeah. i was so mad i wanted to throw like tomatoes at the tv i was just like no and this bullshit honor thing keeps them from doing this mute mutiny until about this like a mutiny la- this mutiny <laughs> until about 45 one, minutes left of this movie you're one of the characters on the sour guy's face or yes. on, on his side yes you know? yes <laughs> mutiny the mutiny on the bounty (laughs) (laughs) oh i mean like even just saying it that way is just telling you like what movie this was that we watched this (laughs) but like hey audience if you've never seen this movie guess what character clark gable is anybody 
anybody. Yeah, he's like the charismatic. He's the Willem Dafoe of. <laughs> I literally had a whole thing because we just recently watched Platoon, Platoon, which I also bitched about for forty-five minutes. <laughs> and now I can see the connection of these two films weirdly. Yeah, because Willem Dafoe is like Clark Gable, where he's like. This is the situation. And then, like, this is wrong. We need to do something about this. Don't be too hard on the dudes. Like, these dudes are coming in. Like, you know, like, just have... But have a tight uniform, but not, like, extremists like Tom Berenger, who is definitely the captain. Yes. Because he's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. Exactly. He's literally murdering people left and right throughout these two years. (laughs) And then, like, the young kind of captain in training is, like... A college age. It, it's the Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm the new guy, kind of like bright eyed, bushy tailed, and then just thrown into the worst situation and having like a weird moral compass where it's like, well, I'm supposed to obey the crown, the law, the order of hierarchy, but he also sees the other side of like, you're, you can't take it anymore because it's so awful mm-hmm. and unfair and unjust and like murder. Right. <laughs> That's Clark Gable. He's the crazy one. Right. Yeah. And like truly like I, I, there is another parallel because this sort of, again, it's this honor thing. And because of the officialness and like doing things for country, yeah, this boat thing, it does feel like war stuff too. So I feel like the well, inner politics. Yeah. The yeah. politics of war are kind of also so like platoon being kind of the last one we watched that i do feel like these are so intertwined oh yeah and it's super political also in the sense that it's like about them traveling from england to go pick up from a far away place they're going to pick up plants that will feed slaves like so you know exactly what time period Mm -hmm. this is this is like (laughs) <laughs> it's the it's, 1787s it's 1787s immediately if you're in that time you're fucking political because like it's so vastly different but not at all like, you know <laughs> yeah that well yeah that's always the thing it's like look at how far we've come but then you see these movies and you're like look at how far we haven't <laughs> exactly but like it, it just puts you in such a very specific frustrating time and it's even more frustrating i think for modern audiences Whereas when people saw this in the 30s, they're like, okay, we understand. Like, this was happening. You know, because, like, it was such a smaller world. Now it's like we're so far in the future where we're like, no, that shit was fucked up. Like, these dudes are literally being murdered. Yeah. Murdered. Like, That's the thing with Gone with the Wind. Clark Gable was also in that movie where it's like, no, you're you're in the time that's already controversial and you are including information about that time so you're focusing on it it's a political film yeah i do i truly think all of those even yet thank you for getting gone to the wind with that too because Mm -hmm. i think all three of those are like chained together because of yeah the politics the time period the nostalgia and the simple sort of like understanding of yeah these guys now watching like charles latin be miserable and torture people today i mean like it it is probably more like our fast-paced sensibilities you know Mm. faster-paced media or whatever but watching a guy be a piece of shit for an hour and a half really is like exhausting to watch well you just see like so many like souls shattered on this like everybody like is kind of like a ragtag group where they're joking with each other and like the first day it's like what welcome and then this guy comes on board they go out to sea and he kills someone immediately 
yeah. by flogging them. And making all of them watch. And making all of them watch. And I'm like, ooh, this is not going to be a fun one. You know? <laughs> like, that's that's a lot to hit me with right out the gate. Gold Rush, this is not. <laughs> and then everybody basically says their opinion on it so you know where they stand on the, on the thing. It's like Clark Gable is extreme, like, against that. But actually, he's like kind of in the middle for a long time. And it's like, that's why he was the hero for so long before the mutiny. And the mutiny kind of changes his character, I would say. Yeah, I believe he then also becomes a bad guy. He's a villain. Because, yeah, he got away with... It, but again, it was like deserved, but it's the way he got away with it that seems like, and may, is it just because he sent the guy out to sea? <laughs> it's pretty is cruel. It, <laughs> it, like there is a cruelty to his victory that does feel like almost like he's a kind of a bad guy. I think end. it's like when he sends those men out to sea and so he's like, they're most certainly dead. Right. But like, of course, this piece of shit guy is a motherfucker and he gets him that little boat with like... Ten dying, starving men. Makes it 45 days. See, I even remember how many days it is. It makes it 45 days to the island. It's an incredible story. (laughs) (laughs) It's a classic story, you know? And, like, it... It's, like, just so frustrating that, like, he almost becomes the hero of his group. Right. And He he helps those men survive. Yes. And Clark Gable helps (laughs) his men become miserable like crazy people right right right. he becomes the, the villain he becomes the thing that he hate, that he was mutinying against <laughs> i think that's why he decides like spoilers um he decides at the very end he's like nope we're on this island we're gonna light it on fire and this is the rest of our days on this island we're never fucking nightmare guy the guys that end up getting rescued from the island oh yeah he survived after he survives those 45 days He's, of course, the captain of the ship that picks them up and is like, lock them up. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, I mean like the last bit of people with Clark Gable because we never see Clark Gable right, again. Right, right. He just they, gets they get, That is true. They get like kind of rescued twice. Or, yeah, or not. Yeah. Like, the mutiny is running away two times. <laughs> yes, yes. At first it's like just away from the island that, they're, that they know they're returning to. And then it's away from the world. Right. They're like, we don't even know where the fuck we are. Right. We're just going to go to an island and settle it and be here forever. Right. And I think he can't go back because he's, like, straight up traumatized by what he did. Like, he thinks mm-hmm. that he, like, killed people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he became his worst nightmare, which is this guy the entire time. I literally wrote down that Clark Gable is just, like, the good guy that has an extreme mental snap. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of let it boil too long. <laughs> Here's what he did. Like, he, we, we kind of did talk about it. Um, but, like, he, when he's interacting with the captain, he's like, don't do this to the men or whatever. But when he interacts with the men, he's like, hey, the captain says you got to do this. Like, he's still obeying the authority. He's doing it with respect, but then. He is the great like translator. He's a communicator. He's a mediator. He's a he's a wonderful mediator. But when one end of the mediation goes haywire and is like killing people and like starving his men and overworking them and torturing them constantly, 
um, he's like, I have to greatly shift that because then the people who are weak are getting so fucking like feral and angry. Right. Because they're fight scenes. And then like he had to like be the one to stand up and take charge. And he's like, I am the mediator. Yeah. I should have been the one in charge because now he's like, this is finite. Like this is the end. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. <laughs> it's very unfortunate for him. Yeah. It, like it is. It's truly one. Of, it's like kind of a miserable <laughs> a shit about this character. <laughs> well, no, it's like kind of a miserable movie, but then like, yeah, it's also kind of miserable because it's one of those movies where like kind of nobody wins Yeah, and it feels still just it's icky, icky by the time it's over. Even though there is this mutiny, which does kind <laughs> of feel like, triumphant a little bit Mm -hmm. but like the rest does feel like bummer and then yeah (laughs) even like they that end scene or near end scene when they get on the boat and that guy's the captain again and he's like lock them up they mutinied and i'm like god nobody fucking learned anything and then he's in the trial and he's like he's fine he didn't do anything wrong like ah no, it's miserable the whole time. (laughs) it's miserable the whole time like literally that guy goes up and he was like oh no this guy he mutant and he he was in on it. And he's like, no, I wasn't. Like, literally, what are you talking about? <laughs> there was not enough room on the boat, and they just like wouldn't let us get on the boat with you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, nope, you were conspiring. And it was like, just because I showed some leniency towards the the boatsman, you know? Right. Right. The seaman. It wasn't like I was just doing it to like entertain <laughs> myself, but I did every time the word semen was said, I had to address it. Whether it was like a, that's what she said or a ha ha, like a beavis and butthead. It was definitely like your middle school beavis and butthead moment. <laughs> for sure. I was like, oh my God, why? I think that the entire time I was just like, oh my god. Like, the joke was just so beavis and butt-heady and repetitive. I was like, we get it. They say semen. Ha ha ha. It's hilarious. And then they literally were like, there's semen all over the world. And I was like, damn, that's a lot of semen. (laughs) You know what I mean? Then you jumped on board. (laughs) (laughs) There was like one good one, you know? Like, it shouldn't be every time, but that's the beavis and butt-head mentality. Yeah, it it builds to one really good one. Yeah. I like a big joke, you know, <laughs> that's like commenting on how much semen has been thrown around in this film. When I first saw Austin Powers <laughs> in Goldmember in 2002, you know, when the fucking movie came out and Dr. Evil's like, I'm in a submarine, it's long, hard and full of semen. I thought that that was the height of comedy. That fucking line in 2002 ended me. Yeah. And I took it, taking it with me all the way to talking shit through this one. To the bank. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> but no, in your heart. Yes, right. in your heart bank. That was comedy gold. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like that? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's something about like the homework aspect of this movie that mm-hmm. it does feel like you, something you're stuck watching with your family that you didn't really sign up for. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, oh, we're watching Mutiny on the Bounty. Okay. <laughs> That's how this feels. And I'm like, when are they going to mutiny? Like, the whole time, like, I really want it to happen. Like, I'll give us Clark Gable's uh, character. He put up with a lot of shit. I would have started throwing slaps 
long before. Yes, and I would have broken way sooner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh, sorry, this one's unfit to go. We would have turned back as soon as he killed somebody. Yeah, be like, not doing this one. Thank mm-hmm. you. I'll take a lifeboat right back there. Thank you. I'm done. The crown is like, I am the captain, so I'm allowed to be your judge, jury, and executioner, basically. Basically, And it's yeah. just like, whoa, this is like hella intense. <laughs> and, yeah, and yeah, like... The mutiny doesn't happen for a while because of the, I, the crown, like you said, mm-hmm. and like they they take a lot of shit before a they lot. mutiny. <laughs> they literally are like using their shitty rotten meat, the only rations they have, to like try to fish with, and then they catch a fish, and the fucking guy's like, "Let me have a slice of it, and I won't tell me because it's like a fucking sniveling asshole, right?" Who just it kind of looks like a silly clergyman or some shit that's on the boat and he's just like a he's there to be primo number douche yes. like i don't know <laughs> absolutely he's just like the absolute worst and <laughs> i love the one guy's like you can have the whole fucking thing and he slaps him in the face with a fish and i'm like yes very nice excellent those guys are what i would be doing yeah, they are the ones that break first. Mm-hmm. So that's why I can relate to them. The people who are being affected <laughs> the most. Well, yeah, they mean they're being worked the whole time. Off, like, being <laughs> accused of stealing cheese. Yeah, locked up, beat up, not fed. They're given, like, rotten pork to eat. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck. Well, this guy's hoarding cheese. I love how at the dinner party in the captain's quarter, he was like, would you like some cheese after that incident? And then Clark Cable's like, no. <laughs> I don't want any cheese. And then the other guy's like, no, I don't want any cheese. They're saying it so perfectly casual. They're not starting a fight, but they're like, no, I'm not eating cheese. And then he just like loses his mind. But I kind of like the idea of like, no, I'm not eating cheese Either you know, all of them were gonna take a little cheese, but as soon as Clark did it, they were like, "Yeah, well, it's the honorable up. thing to do." Yeah, well, and also, yeah, like Clark Gable is like the se- almost second in power or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, the, the men can only rebel when he does because he's second in power. So yeah. he's like, "No," they're like, "Okay, we can." We can do this because we're not going to get our heads chopped off because our superior is doing it. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's an appalling uh, behavior film. Yeah, don't like it. Behavior. I think it's also funny that, like, not really that funny. Uh, <laughs> I guess, like, Clark Gable being, like, the womanizer he was. Like, I, it is crazy in Hollywood, like, classic Hollywood, that time period, the the tabloids it was so extreme now like everybody's everywhere so it's like kind of the tabloid idea of like getting weird pictures of people out is kind of like null and void because it's everywhere and also too in like these 30s movies they always played into Mm -hmm. their roles and And their rivalries like yeah like some of them were fake some of them were real or whatever but it was always sort of part of like this preconceived notion you had going into the movies Mm -hmm. so you knew clark gable as like this figure and his womanizing and things like that and then he's in this movie and it's like you it's like being sort of typecast or whatever you have an expectation for them now that doesn't exist anymore they're almost like totally separate like tabloid is quote-unquote journalism and then the movie is like speak for themselves or whatever oh my gosh don't not saying like this time was better they're both bad and toxic but like this is the way it was then (laughs) just like a different perspective in these 
people's like, but yeah, like that he hated the other main dude. They hated each other because they were both like going for a lady. Yeah, Joan Crawford. And I'm like, oh, stop it! Just like you need a spray bottle for these dudes, you know. But then they bonded in this movie, though they were rivals and hooked before. up with the ladies that they hook up with on the island, right? And it's like. Ew. Like, I don't even know that information. <laughs> Clark Gable's, like, married and shit, like, for the... 15th time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is always interesting to, like, when it's this long ago, you gotta, like, explore what was going on around that time. Because, like, I'm not from it. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. We need historical context for the movie. I guess I thought Clark Gable was pretty good in this, though. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody did their part. I think the asshole was amazing because I like literally hated him. wanted to hurt him. I was just like, someone throw him overboard. Throw that little Napoleon. Where's he what looked, he looked yeah, like. Yeah, throw that sure. little Napoleon off the... Uh... <laughs> we can't do it anymore. It appears we are having some slight continued technical difficulties. I'm going to try and figure that out. So if anything skips randomly... Sorry, you get the gist of it. <laughs> you follow along at home. We're stoned anyway. We're already skipping over our yeah, shit. <laughs> that's fine. But yeah, yeah, if there are any technical difficulties in this, are bad. So we're going to like step out of here to avoid any tech problems because we want to be at peace. And honestly, I don't have much else to say about Mutiny and the Bounty. Do you think you'd have a rating for this movie? Oh, golly. I mean, I feel like in preference, I would say like a 2.5. But like, I think it could be worthy of like a 3 because like it really affected me greatly. But I think for my personal standards, I would give it 2.5 Siemens out of 5. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would... I have to give this, honestly, just again, it's just a preference thing. I gotta give this a one long heart and full of semen. (laughs) Out of five long heart and full of semen. Because it just, it bored the shit out of me. You know, like, it Mm, truly did. It's long. For the subject matter. It's just not interesting boat stuff. I like more swashbuckler pirate kind of things on these boat Mm -hmm. movies. Like, I'll take it at world's end any day. You know, this is more procedural. <laughs> so I found it kind of boring and like stereo instructions. It is more of a procedural in the terms of like <laughs> semen, <laughs> like what they do. <laughs> it, it is way more. Yeah. Like straightforward, like, oh, they have to climb the mast and it's like really awful. <laughs> right. And dangerous and like people are dying. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, I watching, don't need that long of it. watching like all these men be punished, some of them killed kind of never really getting any satisfaction at the end of it either i don't think i need to revisit this one this is a one out of fiver for me yeah i think it's like at least they have a moment in in quotes paradise like where people are like why don't you just like eat food and not use money and right shit. and right. they're like no we're capitalism with a royal crown <laughs> we torture people um yeah it's it's very much like a nice contrast to it but yeah maybe it's just not for my uh my newer my more modern sensibilities i guess but i've seen it and i've seen another clark gable performance yep and i guess i've seen another of the 100 greatest american films because other if it wasn't for this list i would have never (laughs) seen this movie now you know you have like a couple trivia questions yeah exactly if somebody's like what boat movie am i fucking (laughs) meeting on the bounty from 1935 i could tell you that much it's a snoozer but i know it (laughs) 
You know it. It's in your heart now. It's in your bank. Yes. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Cha-ching. <laughs> sure, please. <laughs> Can we turn this into cha-ching? <laughs> well, next week we are still going to have a very old movie. It's from 1931, but it's a little bit more familiar on our sensibilities. We are going to be at number 87 with... Frankenstein. Yeah, and it's perfect time of year. It's like in September of 2021. What a strange time we're in. Um, so but we'd be watching this movie anyway. It's kickoff to Spookum season. Yes. So Frankenstein, it's a classic. I'm very excited to revisit yeah and it uh i was literally complaining earlier about how i'm watching all these old movies and i have that itch for halloween this one can have its cake and eat it too because it's it is still a fucking old movie i'm okay with it the spooky one. <laughs> one you know you, you already are familiar with it so you know what you're getting into yes i know what i'm signing up for and i'll lock it Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, be sure to check out the copy of this one. I'm sure she's going to have a blast writing that up. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, until next time. We've been high. <laughs>